Hello, I'm John Eldridge, and welcome to the Ransomed Heart audio podcast. For more information on Ransomed Heart Ministries, our resources, and events, please visit us online at www.ransomedheart.com. Hello, I'm John Eldridge, and welcome back to the Ransomed Heart Podcast. We are in the midst of a conversation on suffering, and what we're doing is sharing with you some excerpts from a recent teaching that I did on the subject of suffering. We share this in hopes that it will help you to kind of round out your understanding of breakthrough and life and healing and the abundance that we are meant to enjoy in Christ, and yet the reality of the pain and the sorrow and the affliction that are also part of our sojourn here on earth and certainly a part of the great battle in which we all live. And so we're going to continue excerpting the teaching on suffering. We had a friend of ours in town call and ask um, if we could pray for her, Stacy and I. We had some sense of what was going on. We knew that there had been some hard things in their lives, but we didn't really know what she wanted prayer for. We said, sure, yeah, come on over. And so she came over on a Sunday afternoon, and, and wow, you could just see the disappointment and the, and the heartache, and you could see the confusion, and you could also see just shutting down. You could, it's like the lights just going off in a building. You could just see her shutting down. And... and um, so we prayed and, and we asked um, Jesus to come and, and I actually didn't want to hear a whole lot of the story because I didn't want to bring my interpretation to it. I wanted to get Jesus quickly into the scenario, okay? So we just said, can we just, let's just begin with prayer. We just want to get the love of God over you right now and around you and, and ask Jesus, help, what are you bringing today, Lord? Um, so we did. And um, a little bit of the story was that there was, ah, oh, there was pain in relationships and a broken church, and, and then there was financial devastation, and then there was blaming for that, and, oh, just a host of stuff. And Jesus, I mean, he was, he was so there, like, I'm like, whoa, you are intentional right now. And, and he said to her, you think I did this? You think I did this? And she looked up. She was kind of bowed in prayer, and she looked up, and, and she's shocked by it. And she says, yes, I do. Okay? This is devastating. Not everything that happens to you is the will of God. Okay? If there is a thief that comes to steal, kill, and destroy, okay, that's not Jesus coming to steal, kill, and destroy. Right? It is an enemy. And she was just, that's where the agreements got in there. You think I did this to you, okay? And it had to begin right there with her breaking the agreement, right? That this was somehow rebuke or abandonment or hardship from the hand of God, okay? Now, I know this, you know, sovereignty issues and stuff, let's just not get buried in that right now. Let me promise you, you can have God or you can have understanding, in the midst of your suffering, in the midst of your suffering, after you get through it, you can usually get interpretation backwards, right? The quote, we can get interpretation backwards. But when you are in the pain, when you are in the crisis, when whatever is falling apart is falling apart around you, 
Mm, it's pretty hard to get interpretation in that. Beware of agreements. Beware of how you are interpreting it. The spin that you're accepting, bringing to it, that the enemy's putting on it. Beware of the agreements. I'll, you know, agreements like, I'll never be loved. I'll never be loved. I'll never be happy again. I'll never be happy again. Agreements like, God has abandoned me. I've done something wrong, you know. The enemy would love nothing more than to get you to hate God through your pain and through your suffering. Hate might be too strong. Mistrust, doubt, resent. What is it, right? He would love nothing more than to do that, and he uses pain and suffering to bring it in or to get you to take a kind of vengeance against God by killing your heart. Really, we do this. We do this in the midst of pain, disappointment, especially protracted pain, years of this. Come on. You know, what we normally do is say, fine, fine. If that's the deal, then I'm just going to shut this part of my heart down. Right? And it really is a kind of taking vengeance on God for not coming through for us by killing our heart at the suggestion of the evil one. Okay? In her situation, um, I mean, she had lost intimacy and friendship, and she used to hear the voice of Jesus, and she wasn't anymore. This whole cloud had come in over her because in the midst of the pain, there was just this deep thing of, God, you did this to me. That's a horrible agreement. That's a horrible agreement. Okay? Again, James says, James says, God causes no person to sin. Right? But the sin of people, it wreaks devastation in this world. Are you kidding me? The consequences, the ripple effects of that, right? Your father wound is the result of your father's sin. And James says, God didn't do that. God didn't say to your father, here is how I want you to wound your son. Okay? Here is how I'd like you to execute this plan for me. Okay? So be very, very careful how you are interpreting the events of your life, past, present, and what's coming here. By all means, seek breakthrough. By all means, seek breakthrough. Okay? There is a great deal of avoidable pain. There is. There's a great deal of avoidable suffering. How about just the category of, did you ask Jesus about this before you started this business before you made this move before you, you know on and on it goes went on this trip spent that money right did you ask god i mean there's a great deal of of hardship and affliction that's avoidable jesus says you, they come in and out through me and they find pasture that's the only way to find pasture right as you're going in and out through kind of getting clearance through jesus okay there's the avoidable pain of foolishness. Foolishness, okay? This is why the scriptures urge us to grow in wisdom and in character and in maturity. Men do all kinds of just stupid things that bring hardship and pain in their life. Again, that's not God. That's their foolishness. That's avoidable, praise God, right? Yes, let's grow. Let's mature for heaven's sakes. I don't want to be doing stupid things that sabotage all this, right? Or how about the avoidable pain of warfare 
that we simply refuse to fight. We just don't want to fight it. Well, then you're going to live with it. Right? You don't want to fight it? You just want to la, 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 just ignore it, you know? Well, and that whole delay thing, oh, I'll deal with it later. This is a basic principle. Pay now or pay more later. Seriously, in anything, right? I mean, that's true of your debt, right? But that's true in relationships. That's true in spiritual warfare. Fight it now or it's going to be a whole lot worse to fight it later because then it's entrenched, right? And you're weak and exhausted and hammered by what you've lived under. So warfare, we refuse to fight. Battles that we aren't supposed to take on, right? There's the avoidable suffering of you weren't meant to be in that mess, I love caller ID. (laughs) I love it. It is a gift from heaven, right? Because I can look at it and go, oh, it's my mom. And I'll just pause and ask Jesus, do you want me to take this call? Really? Am I supposed to enter into this chaos right now? Right? And sometimes he says, please, please. And other times he says, no, this is not yours. Let it go. I'll take care of it. Right? I mean, the relief of that, battles that you're not supposed to be in, I mean, please know this about yourself. As you're growing as a warrior, right? First, the enemy tries to keep you out of the battle, but as you grow as a warrior, then the seduction is luring you into battles you're not supposed to be in, right? Whether it's people, you're not supposed to rescue them, and that is so hard. That's so hard, right? Because out of our good hearts, we want to get in there, and, and that's avoidable suffering. You weren't meant to be in that mess, Okay? But I want to talk about unavoidable suffering. And and can we just say that some suffering is unavoidable? Because there's a terrible theology out there that says, no, if if you live well, and then you can kind of fill in whatever well means in that particular church or or movement, you know, if you just if you just practice the right, you know, responsible spiritual disciplines. You don't have to suffer, right? Or the belief that's so attractive, it's so attractive that if you you just focus on heaven, if you just worship, if you just live in the glory of God, you don't have to suffer. But that's not what this says. Church history, the saints, the great ones, that could not be more false, right? This is the main dude. All of heaven is focused on Paul's success. Every angel in the realm of God is available for his success. Listen to how he describes his life. Look at how Jesus describes his, right? See, it's a horrible theology because here's what happens. If you buy into a theology that says, no, we can somehow avoid this, right? Then when it hits... When the suffering comes, it just devastates you. It blows you out of the water. Some people for years, right? Because, you know, this idea of escaping it was built on their theology, right? Oh, no, you live, you live in a broken world and you live in a world at war. By all means, seek breakthrough. But my brothers, there's a cost to this. There's a cost to this. Redemption is costly. It just is. Look at Jesus. How costly is redemption? It's really costly. Okay? 
and not just your redemption, but as you as a warrior friend of Jesus are trying to bring redemption into the world, it's just good to name this and to get out from under the pressure of we're blowing it because suffering is, is coming, right? That somehow we missed it. We're not disciplined enough. We're not living in glory enough. We're not praying enough. We're not, you know, something like that, right? It's just good to name this. Redemption is costly. When breakthrough doesn't come, I'll tell you, the number one thing you need to do is find God. Find God. The prayer that I have found myself praying a lot in the last couple of years is, Jesus, catch my heart. Just that. Just, Jesus, catch my heart. As this is unfolding, as, you know, as the shock comes, as the news is delivered, as you suddenly find yourself in a very dark night, you know, battling some brutal warfare, just in, right there in that, Jesus, catch my heart. Catch my heart in this, okay? And one of the most powerful things that Jesus has been saying to me in the midst of the stuff that I've been going through is um, right there, right there in that moment, Jesus says, love me. Love me right now in this. In this. Not for this. Not for this, okay? But in the suffering. Love me now because it's the quickest reconnection of your heart to God. Because what suffering causes, I mean, suffering causes us to do this. I mean, there's, there's usually even a physical reaction, right? But that, that's, that's a soul reaction and a heart reaction too. We clam up, we shut down, we hunker down, you know? And over years, I mean, you get into a real bunker mentality, but by loving Jesus, it's the act of loving Jesus. It's a rescue of your heart. It opens your heart back up to him so that you can receive his help, so that you can receive his mercy, right? His life and, and all that. Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 5. It says, just as the sufferings of Christ overflow into our lives, so also... <laughs> Through Christ, our comfort overflows. Look, I'm really committed to avoiding all possible suffering. I really am. I mean, I'll, I'll accept the discipline. I'll fight the war. I will grow in maturity. I will learn from my foolishness. I am fully committed to life, okay, and love and breakthrough. But when it doesn't come, Jesus, catch my heart catch my heart. And what it says here is um, that the comfort will flow to you. And so you pray for comfort. You pray for mercy immediately. Father, Father, please let your comfort come to me in this. Meet me in this. This is really, really crucial that we receive the love and the mercy and the comfort of God in it. And again, here's the promise. Just as the sufferings of Christ overflow into our lives. There is unavoidable suffering. There just is. You know this. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. I'm just helping you reinterpret what you've been experiencing. Okay? Right? That, whoa, whoa, you share in the sufferings of Jesus? Holy cow. Back to that in a moment. But what it says here is that so also through Christ our comfort overflows. We cry out for mercy. We cry out for comfort. And by the way, don't reject the comfort 
because it's not the comfort you wanted. Okay? Again, this is, this is getting into some of the deepest heart issues of our relationship with God. Right? When you're in the disappointment and God offers you his love, oftentimes we say, but that's not what I wanted. I wanted the relationship back. Right? But that's not what I wanted. I wanted the physical pain to go away. Okay? And so we reject the comfort that is coming because it isn't the comfort we wanted. Don't do that. Don't do that. You need to receive the love and the mercy and the presence of Jesus in your suffering. That's why you love him in it. In it. Right there in the pain. I love you, Jesus. I love you. Because among other things, that also disarms all of the plans of the enemy through the suffering. He wanted resentment. He wanted bitterness. He wanted a loss of heart, a loss of faith. He wants to, he wants to slowly pull you away from God. And so I love you in this. Comfort me. It just, it just closes that intimacy back up, right? And shuts down the hopes of the enemy there. I hope you've enjoyed listening in on the excerpts we've been sharing from the teaching that I did on the subject of suffering. So much more to be said, of course, about this. And you can find more in the book, Waking the Dead. You can find more in our audio series on the major and the minor themes. And also important passages on this in my new book, Beautiful Outlaw. So thank you for joining us. As always, love being your friends, love sharing these thoughts with you here on the Ransom Tart Podcast. And for more, come to our website at ransomtart.com.